0: After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the sought-after entrepreneur podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson.
1: Hey, hey, Katherine here. I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I'm super stoked that you're here. If you've been around for a bit, you know I'm all about keeping it real with you, showing you all the sides of entrepreneurship and life. I mean, it's all connected, right? And as I sit here recording this episode, I quickly glanced outside and it is freaking snowing all. I don't know why I'm surprised. It's inevitable where I live in Canada, but it is winter. I think what's terrifying me more is that for the first time since that pandemic, we are traveling to a professional sporting event on Friday. Team Canada, the men's soccer team, is playing Costa Rica in an outdoor stadium. So we are going to freeze our butts off, but it's a sold out crowd. So hopefully that energy keeps us warm. Wish us luck. Anyways, a few episodes ago, I shared one of my favorite Brené Brown quotes. If you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I don't want your feedback. Well, I want you to see me as your friend in the arena equally getting my ass kicked, but inspiring you to keep going because I get it. I'm living it too in real time. And that the perspectives I share on this show are real life, in the arena types of perspectives like the one I'm going to share with you today. But before I do, I want to share with you an exciting free masterclass I'm hosting on November 25th. Y'all, I'm super stoked about this because it's the first time in over a year I've held any free masterclasses or lives or anything like that. I've just been so engulfed with my one-to-one work that I haven't had the capacity to do it. But I've had so many people ask me to run this masterclass or to host a masterclass on this topic. And I just see such a need for it in the market. So I'm doing it. And that is how to package your expertise and position yourself as the go to expert in your industry. It's one of the biggest things I see coaches and consultants struggle with when entering the online space. That is how to stand out online, how to cut through the noise and get known in this busy online world. And let's be honest, it isn't getting any less crowded. If you're a coach or consultant, you're probably feeling that right now. Well, this masterclass is for coaches and consultants that are either fully booked out or capped out with their one-to-one looking to scale with a group coaching program, or coaches and consultants who've ditched their corporate career or looking to ditch their corporate career to start a coaching business. But you're not really seeing the results or success that you desired or you thought, and you're not prepared to leave your nine to five just yet because you're not making that income. If that sounds like you, here's what we're going to learn or here's what you're gonna learn when you save a spot. Number one, the hidden meaning behind your words that are turning your dream clients off and blocking you from achieving your income goals. The four key ingredients to powerful positioning so that you can stand out online and get known for what you do. Hallelujah, no more speaking into the void. I know that's frustrating, how to package your expertise in a way that has your dream client saying, where do I sign up? How can I work with you? Let's do this thing. Hello, pipe and hot leads waiting in your inbox or DMs. How to double or triple your revenue so that you can ditch the exhausting one to one client work without sacrificing service or relying on referrals. How to create simple and predictable and scalable revenue streams so that you aren't operating in survival mode wondering where your next client will come from, or gripping the clients you already have in fear of losing them. It's time to feel safe in your business. And finally, how to take the steps now to make this happen in the next 60 days so you can scale your coaching or consulting business without working more. So you want to save your spot in this masterclass, there is a link in the show notes. Now let's dive into the good stuff for today on why boring other people's belief is so important when you're trying something new or expanding into the next level of business or life. Because believing in yourself is a vital ingredient once you agree that you need to achieve the thing that you want. Now the flip side to that is that if you lack belief in yourself, it's one of the biggest things that stands between you. And the thing that you want. And what I've realized is because I'm one of these people, most high achieving entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and anyone who runs a personal brand can attest to that. That believing in yourself is a vital ingredient, but we don't always have that when we're first starting out or looking to expand. In fact, you might be listening to this right now and you've had these thoughts maybe pop into your head recently or today or even in the last five minutes. The question, Will what I'm doing work? What's the point if no one is paying attention? Does my offer even help people? What if they don't get the results? Maybe you're asking another similar question to this, but these are the ones that I hear the most. All of these running thoughts stem back to the lack of believing in yourself. And at an even deeper or core level, it's caused by low self-worth and confidence. The trap that most entrepreneurs or coaches fall into is believing they need just another strategy, like starting a podcast or growing Pinterest, they don't have a big enough audience, so they're just gonna focus on growing the audience first, or they need to fix something else within their business, which makes sense because we have been conditioned to believe that if something isn't working in our business or life, let's just replace it with something else so that eventually, hopefully, we fix it. But I always use the analogy. It's like buying those new pair of shoes that you didn't really need but they made you feel good in the moment. It's the quick hit that lasts, well, until it doesn't. And it doesn't last. And you're back looking for something else to help solve that inner problem that you have, but you think that the outside thing that you're gonna get, whether it's a new pair of shoes, a new car, maybe a trip, is going to be the solution to helping you be happier, more fulfilled, get the success you want, all of the things that us high achievers chase. But if that worked, why are so many entrepreneurs operating in survival mode? Why are so many entrepreneurs not joyful about their business anymore? I know I felt that at one point, I was like, I started this business, is this what I actually really want? Why are some entrepreneurs seeking the thing that's finally going to make things work in their business? If all it took was some strategy, more followers or a different social media platform to make things work, then why are so many entrepreneurs struggling to find their sweet spot? Why are so many entrepreneurs struggling to get seen and get noticed to land more clients to build a profitable business to scale beyond, you know, the four figure months, a few episodes back, and I'm just going to use this example, I had Nadia on the show, and she was one of my messaging that sells clients. And she shared, although my group coaching program helps entrepreneurs master their messaging, so that they can stand out online and create instant appeal for what they're selling it helped her at a much deeper level. And when she first said it to me, it didn't fully click. I was kind of like, what does that mean? You know, what is it at a more pure level? I think a lot of my clients will say to me, it's on a more pure level, you help us. And then I started to think, okay, well, I need to dive a little bit more into this. So I'm so glad on the podcast, she shared more on a deeper level, why and how I helped her. She finally had that community who believed in her vision and mission to launch and scale her Luxury Craft subscription box. And she said, I kept thinking I can do this on my own. Why would I pay someone to show me how to sell this when I still have to do the work? And I'll never forget the sales call that we had together when she was applying for messaging that sells we got on the sales call, and we were chatting, and she signed up and all those things. And then she went through the program. And I always do sort of feedback along the way. But I also do a final call with people to get their feedback to hear how things are to see you know, how I can help support them going forward. And she admitted that to me, she said, you, you know what, I actually didn't think I was going to invest in the program, because I was like, I could just do this myself. And if you're just going to teach me how to do messaging and copywriting and how to sell what I'm doing, But I still have to actually go write the emails. I have to go create the social media posts. Like, what's the point? I'm just gonna have to do that myself. So I might as well teach myself how to do that. And that's a common thing that a lot of high achievers contemplate or question. They think that they're just going to do it themselves. And it's faster that way or easier that way, right? I've done it. And I know a lot of high achievers that do it. But at a more deep or pure level, that's not what a lot of high achievers need. If I'm going to be honest, we don't have problems with the strategy. We don't have problems doing the work. We don't have problems applying knowledge. We don't have problems learning the knowledge. What a lot of high achieving coaches and consultants struggle with is that belief in themselves and belief in what they have to offer. And sometimes they don't even know that that's what they're struggling with, right? They're just trying the strategy, a new strategy, or they start a new social media platform. Or they just keep putting more hours in to try and like crack the code, so to speak. And it's an honest question that she had. And it's an honest question that most of us have, because the majority of high achievers ask themselves these questions. It's hard for us to ask for help in the same right. And it's easier and faster for us to do it on our own, or at least that's what we believe. I don't believe that anymore. And you might even be thinking right now that showing people that you don't have all the answers is a sign of weakness, something that I really struggle with. I was like, I'm a business coach. I'm a messaging strategist and conversion copywriter. Like, If I need to hire a mentor or a coach in my business to help me with business, then how can I coach other people? right? How can I say that I'm a coach to other businesses when I have a coach or a mentor myself, and it's just a lack of perception or belief around, you know, all coaches and all leaders have coaches and teams behind them, right? You don't have to do it alone, and nor should you. And I know this, as I said, because I am that high achiever and asking for help isn't something that comes naturally to me. But on on this entrepreneurial journey, heck, living this human experience is about leaning on your support systems and resources to expand and grow. It's actually a sign of power and leadership. When we can identify what our zone of genius or what we're really good at versus what we're not good at or what we're really good at, but some of the tasks that drain us, because again, a lot of the people that I work with are... Because we are high achievers, we've learned so much. And we have so much knowledge in that old noggin of ours, but we've also lived it and experienced it. So we're like a jack of all trades that we can do a lot of things and we're good at a lot of things. But it doesn't mean that we have to do all of the things, right? Because there are things that are going to drain your energy. And if we're not operating in that zone of genius, or the places that spark, our joy and light us up, so to speak, and spark that creativity, if we start taking on tasks in our business that drain us, we're not operating at our highest potential, right? Even though we're good at the task, so to speak. And and a good example of that is, I'm really good with tech. But it's not my area that I want to support people with. I'm really good at figuring out tech. I'm really good at like connecting things and doing all of that and setting up landing pages and setting up email sequences and all of those things. But I realized after I launched a few times that those were the tasks that drained me, right? And so it didn't leave me the space to show up as my best self when I was delivering masterclasses and that sort of thing. And so It is a strength and it is power and leadership when we can identify that and we can delegate to other people so that we can stay in our highest power and highest energy. Because as you know, and I'm probably sound like a broken record at this point, but your energy is your most potent currency. And if that is depleted or leaking, or you feel like you're stretched way too thin in your business, like you're just, you know, spreading yourself too thin across everything, your people are going to feel that, right? And it's going to impact the way that you show up. And it's going to impact, you know, your ability to deliver to your people. Just think about it. Every great leader had a team behind them. Like every single one. I know I mentioned on the last podcast, three people that I look up to as like thought leaders, Brené Brown being one of them, Alicia Keys, Matthew McConaughey, and They all have teams of people and support systems behind them that have helped them get to where they are today and who are continuing to help them get to where they want to be. It's why think tanks were invented. More great minds coming together have the capacity to change the world through innovation. And if you're listening to this right now, and you've made it this far on the podcast, my guess is you're an entrepreneur, coach, consultant, or thought leader who lives to make an impact in this world. You want to do meaningful work, right? But you also know you need to get paid for it. Because the more you make, the greater impact that you can make in this world. It's why hiring a mentor or a coach when you're first starting something new or expanding to the next level in your business is so important, especially if you doubt your idea, capability or ability to receive. And your ability to receive is your inability to ask for help. It's the inability to get the help that you need or to even pause for a moment and identify where things are in your business or life that are draining you that you could delegate. It's releasing control of the things in your business or life that, like I said, are our energy leaks in a lot of ways. And we often don't see them as high achievers because we're good at them. So we don't even pause to even have that awareness. And we're so good at working because that's how we've been conditioned. That's how we've, you know, lived the majority of our lives. So I want to share with you why I hire coaches and how I assess them, because I think that this will really help you if you're sitting on the fence, and you're like, I know, I want to take my business to the next level, or you are sitting on this idea that you've been sitting on and haven't implemented or executed. I think that this will hopefully help you on how I process this, because I didn't always hire coaches. And I didn't always hire mentors, right? Because I was that person that didn't want to ask for help or admit that I needed it for that matter. And the first one is, when I want to expand to the next level in my business, but I'm not quite sure how to make that happen. So what I do is then I hire a mentor who has the fast track pathway to doing that because they've done it themselves and have proven client results who are achieving the same thing. If you listen to the episode with Joanna Dolman, she was one of my one to one copywriting clients. I helped her with her launch and she, you know, three times her launch revenue with my help. And one of the biggest things she said was I hire mentors to fast track because High achievers can figure it out. We can figure it out if we wanted to, but it's going to take us a hell of a lot longer to do that. So if you want to sit and tinker and delay the growth and expansion in your business, that's cool. I'm not here to tell you like that you have to do it any other way, but if you're looking for a fast track, then hiring a mentor is super important for that, especially one that's achieved the things that you want and even more importantly, helped other people do the same. So that's how I assess them based on those two things, their results and client results, along with the strategy they're employing and making sure that it's aligned with me and my business. So for example, I recently just hired a mentor who focuses on evergreen marketing. And that's the strategy that I want to employ in my business. And so she is helping me with that, right? I'm not going to go hire just any old business coach, but I specifically hired her because of the strategy that she teaches. So Thinking about what you want, how you want to expand, and how you want to expand in your business. What I'm craving right now in life and in business is simplicity and sustainability and profitability all connected. And the evergreen model allows for that because it's a very simple system. It's sustainable over the long term. If you've been on the launch roller coaster as a coach or consultant, you know the highs and lows of that, but you also know the unpredictability of it. So I hired this particular mentor because I want sustainability and simplicity. I don't wanna ride the roller coaster anymore. I did that for a year and a half and was successful with it. It's not that the strategy, the launching strategy that I learned from another coach doesn't work. It absolutely worked for me, but I'm in a different season in my life that I don't wanna rely on launching every eight weeks to make revenue in my business, I want ongoing predictable revenue. And this is what the evergreen model teaches. And so that's why I selected her. So you will look within your business and go, Hmm, what strategy do I want to employ, but also tuning into what season of life you're in or what you're craving or what you desire, like some people like launching and they like, like it. And that's cool. So it's getting really in tune with who you are and what you want. And sometimes that requires like shopping around, so to speak, like getting on calls with these people that you potentially want to work with and asking questions and getting really good at asking like smart questions to them so that you can get a feel for is this even going to be a good partnership? Do they really know what they're talking about? Like all of those things. It's like a job interview, but you get to interview them. It's an equal agreement, right? As much as the coach is looking to, figure out if you're a good fit for the program, you're looking to see if they're a good fit for you as their mentor. So number two is seeking that think tank energy, meaning I'm wanting to surround myself with creative problem solvers, innovative thinkers and experts in their own right. While I look for like minded people, I think communities of like minded people are really, really important. I also want to learn from people who don't think like me. This allows me to step outside of my comfort zone it allows me to be freaking challenged and stretched in ways that I don't even think I even think of, right? It's pushing me beyond that comfort zone. Because when we surround ourselves with like minded people, we can stay very comfortable in that environment. But when we put ourselves in like think tank energy or communities that have a variety of different minds and beliefs and all these things, it really stretches us beyond what we thought was even possible for ourselves, it also helps me identify any of the blind spots that I have. And it helps me have those blind spots freaking called out like things that we can't see, because we're so close to our work. And we're just so close to the way that we operate and the beliefs that we have, right. So being in that think tank energy and being around people that think differently, or have, you know, gone through some of the things we've gone through in some right, they can point those blind spots out pretty quickly, likely because they've seen them or they just think differently than we do. So they're like, huh, I never really thought of it that way. But it could be that blank, this is actually the thing that's like holding you back. And that's why borrowing belief, and I'm going to dive into that number three is like borrowing belief is so important, because we haven't necessarily cultivated that yet. And that's what I call proof of concept, right? So I invest in coaches or mentors or communities when I need to like have that proof of concept. And what I mean here is boring my coach's belief. Most times as high achievers, we are either really, really, we have a ton of accolades, a ton of success behind us. And we've achieved a lot in our lives. And so we know that what we have to offer could be life changing and is amazing we likely have worked with clients, and we've seen the results that we can produce. But from time to time, the doubt can be raging. And we just don't have the space within us yet to fully believe in what we have to offer. And why I call it proof of concept, as I said, is because the logical mind wants certainty and proof. So if we haven't achieved it before, our mind is going to continually bring us back to this safe place of I don't think that's going to work. How do you know it's going to work? What if it takes way longer than you thought? What if nobody gets the results that you want, right? That's just your mind processing these thoughts to keep you safe. So if we haven't done it before, it's hard to convince ourselves to believe it's possible when we don't have the proof yet. So saying things like and trying to convince your mind to believe it, at least this is my experience doesn't always work for me because I actually have to really feel it in my body. Like I have to convince my heart and my soul and my mind to believe it. And for me, surrounding myself with other people who have achieved a thing that I want to achieve helps me create that proof of concept because I'm like, they've done it. So it's probable they've done it. So there's proof that this works. And that way I can borrow their belief and proof of concept without having to achieve it yet or to try and like really force my brain to believe these affirmations that for me don't always work. So circling back to Nadia and that episode that we had with her, even though she believed she could figure the strategy out herself, she knew she needed someone and a community to help her do that. It's the power of coaching and mentorship. It's what a lot of people overlook because they're so focused on the tangible results that they're going to get like the ROI, more clients, more sales, typically, right? If you're an entrepreneur, that's basically what you're focusing on profitability, sustainability, which don't get me wrong, are all things that you should measure in your business. But hiring a coach or mentor is far more powerful because of the intangible things we don't see on the outside, it's the inner transformations that allow for the outer results and success to be achieved. Let me repeat that. It's the inner transformations that allow for the outer results and success to be achieved. And that's why Nadia, when she came into the program, yes, she wanted to learn how to sell her subscription box. She wanted to learn how to create content that would be compelling for her audience to subscribe. But what she discovered along the process was what she really needed was to have that space for us to hold belief in her idea, in her vision, and to hold her to that. She signed up saying, this is what my vision and mission is. And when I talked to her on that phone that day, I was like, oh my God, this is a brilliant idea and I absolutely love it. And that in and of itself is just that belief exuding out of me that I'm like, yeah, you can totally do this. And then you start to go, yeah, I can totally freaking do this. And then you get into a uh, container with a bunch of women who are like rallying to and going, yeah, you can totally do this. The energy is just so uplifting. And we sometimes overlook that, as I mentioned, when we're hiring a coach, because we are so focused on what can you do for my business? What can you do for the external view of my business? More clients, more sales, more visibility, whatever it is that you want, whatever goal you want as an entrepreneur. But those are the big ones that we're overlooking the inner work, the inner transformations that are so needed in order to achieve those outer results and success. It's everything that we do starts from the inside. So if you're looking to take your business to the next level or launch that new idea, if you're sitting on that idea, there is no shame in borrowing someone else's belief. For the time being, until you've cultivated that within yourself. And as I shared with you, the three things that I do to really sort of evaluate and assess when I think I need a mentor or when I think I need a coach, and really how to assess if it's a good fit for me at that time to hire somebody so that I know that I'm not just investing because I'm chasing a shiny object, which is another thing high achievers tend to do is chase the next best thing. Climb another mountain, so to speak, and we can get shiny object syndrome. And so these three simple things have really helped me sort of ground my decision so that I'm not like, oh yeah, I want, you know, this person's Pinterest course because I'm going to start Pinterest because Pinterest is going to help too, right? No, it's to really help ground you. Like, why is it that you want to hire somebody? Why is it that you want to hire this particular person and really ground yourself in that decision? But more importantly than that, is that we can't do this alone. And so there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame in getting the coaching. There's no shame in getting coaching that's in your industry, for that matter, right? Like, I'm in a community right now that has a copywriter, I'm like, I'm going to use that copywriter to help me in my business, even though that's what I do for a living. Because to have another copywriter's eyes on my stuff is invaluable. Right. And so there's no shame in hiring somebody that does the same thing that you do if they're, you know, just to get that second set of eyes, because that's only going to make what you do better. It's only going to make how you show up to your audience better. And it's only going to help what you deliver to your audience better. And if you want to learn how your lack of belief or doubt impacts what your words and energy are saying, sign up for the free private training on November 25th as I share the hidden meaning behind your words. We often overlook this as well, that our uncertainty or lack of belief, which comes out as uncertainty, will vibrate through our words without us even knowing it, but will also show up energetically as we do a live, as we do our masterclasses, as we pitch our offers, as we sit on sales calls, our audience will feel that if we are uncertainty in any capacity, and that comes down to lack of belief in your offer, lack of belief in you know yourself lack of belief in what you can you know achieve for your clients that's going to exude out into every form of content and verbal conversations that you have with people and so i want to share with you how the hidden meaning behind your words the things that what your words are really saying and how it is attracting your people and if you've struggled to attract clients that are 100% aligned with who you are this is really going to touch on that. Because I think that's a big thing I hear with a lot of coaches and consultants who are booked out, who keep attracting clients that aren't 100% aligned with them and where they want to go. And they're wondering, like, what am I doing to get these clients in? It's nothing against the clients. I don't want to like shame the clients. But it's like they're not in alignment with me and my vision and where I want to go. But I keep attracting the same type of client. And my response to that often is it's either the messaging you're putting out, or the energy behind the messaging, or it's a combination of the both. And usually, it's a combination of the both. Energetically, there's some lack of certainty. And that goes back to the belief, because it is the one of the biggest reasons why so many entrepreneurs struggle, because at some point along their journey, or where they are in the season of their business, they lack something, they lack belief in something, they lack belief in their capacity to sell, they lack their belief in the capacity to close on a sales call, they lack belief to show up and deliver a clear, compelling message on Facebook Live, right? Just think of all the things that you're like, I don't want to do that. Because I don't want to look stupid. Or, you know, what if I come across this way? Or what if I stumble on my words? Or, whatever. If you could see me recording these podcasts, there's so many times where I stumble on my words, or I flub up on something. And it's just part of the process, right? We aren't perfect in what we do. But if we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get it perfect, and if we believe that if we stumble, or we say the wrong thing, or our camera falls off our tripod while we're doing it, or for me, it was, I did a live once, and my computer decided to run an update without even me approving it. And it just shut down in the midst of a live during my challenge. And everyone's like, where did she go? And I had to quickly grab my phone and do it, right? I mean, there's all these things that then can really creep in and go, oh, well, you're not a, you know, a good entrepreneur or a coach cause, like, you screwed up on your tech, or you flubbed up on your words, or whatever, your hair was a little messy, or you didn't have, you know, great makeup on that day, or whatever your reasons are, right, it all comes back to that belief in yourself, which is really deeply rooted in self worth and your value. And that will exude out into your words, even if you're not even aware of it, right. And some of us high achievers, we don't even spot that because we're so good at what we do. That we don't even notice that we might be overcompensating. Lots of high achievers overcompensate with one to one client work. That's a lack of self worth and belief in your own value that you don't even realize. And it's something that I did for years. I overcompensated, I over delivered, right? And I was doing 90% of the work when clients were doing 10%, because I was just like, I'm just gonna help them along the way. Let's do this, right? And so it's identifying those and being aware of those. And like I said, as high achievers, we we're really good at what we do. And so we often miss a lot of these blind spots. So that is why again, it's so important if you're wanting to learn, you know, the hidden meaning behind your words, or how to really position yourself powerfully, and how to really show up and energetically put out you know, your highest vibe, I highly suggest that you sign up on for the live training on November 25th. It is going to be epic. I promise. All such big topics these last few weeks, but they are so important. I'm super stoked about my masterclass. I'm just going to keep raving about it. Because like I said, it's going to be so epic. No one else is teaching this. Because they don't have the experience I have. They usually teach either the energy side of things like energetics, or they teach like the psychology of words, right? They give you scripts and templates and strategies. I teach both, because I have experience in both, right? I come from a very long line of experience in marketing communications, I'm trained in a very masculine, strategy driven, brain based, logical, analytical ways of doing marketing. And when I entered the online space, I noticed so much about what was missing in the marketing world when it came to how to tap into a more potent way to be seen and heard as an entrepreneur. And that's the combination of energy. That's the language of energy. That's the nonverbal. That's the essence that you exude without you saying a word. And then I actually have and am trained in words and language and communications. And so I can see vividly when people write content, how those words are going to make people feel in their body, right, and how they can be constricting and how they can be repelling in ways that are blocking the types of clients they want to attract, versus attracting the ones that they want to attract. And the reason that that happens is because they're following some template or script that's been designed on this brain based marketing tactics that are out there that are rampant in the industry, because nobody else is talking about this, right? Nobody else is talking about this, because nobody has this experience. So really important, if you want to come to this masterclass, definitely do that link is in the bio. Now on episode 27, I'm bringing on a special guest. Yes, we are going back to guests for a while who is sharing about text Message marketing. That is a tongue twister for me. Her name is Mary Vernette, also known as Mobile Mary, and she has decades of experience with mobile marketing. And it's just so freaking cool because so many people think about email marketing as a way to build your list, but you can do it with text messaging as well, which have a better open rate or view rate, so to speak, and being read compared to email. She's also giving so many practical tips for both product based and service based businesses. So be sure to tune into that episode. Before we jet though, if you loved this episode, I've got a big favor to ask and that's to tag me in IG stories, sharing that you're listening to it. It helps me know that the message that I'm sharing is valuable and I just wanna know my peeps. I wanna connect with you and I'll absolutely share the love back. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at creativelyowned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.